Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, 9 o'clock is here. It's Bickley and Murata mornings. Time to go to Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter and explore what we got going on on social media. It's Social Studies with Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Woo! Hi. Remember when everyone was thinking that Elon Musk was going to shut down Twitter like over the weekend and yeah. it's still here? Yeah. We're still here. Social Studies is still here. I mean, I don't see the tweets from half of the people I follow, but it's still here. <laughs> Thanks for that for you tab. I definitely don't want it. <laughs> yeah. How about it? I follow who I follow for a reason. Anyhow, we are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Hopefully you're following us And if not, um, tweet us and tell us why. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't do that. Uh, let's start with the Arizona Cardinals and Monty Austin Fort, their new GM. He spoke yesterday. I uh, was introduced by Michael Bidwell at his press conference. And um, he spent a lot of time, Austin Fort did, talking about the kind of players he wants to see on this team. You know, team first guys, no egos, etc. So let's start off with this open-ended question. Dan Bickley and Vince Morano. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest thing Austin Fort and his new head coach, whomever that may be, need to change about the Cardinals' culture? What's the biggest change they need to enact? Hmm. It was hit on the no ego thing, the accountability thing. That that's got to be it. Um, yeah, the acquiescing yeah. to the individual requests or desires of players. Read into that how you will. It's time for it's time for some Kyler Murray tough love. Let's let's yeah. face it, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, uh, and that's what it is. The accountability thing. You cannot have guys showing up late to meetings and that kind of thing. And it's I think it's just sort of that kind of thing. The the vibe needs to be they they need to tighten the proverbial screws. That's all. Mm-hmm. Do you think Kyler Murray has solidified his reputation across the NFL as a guy who isn't held accountable, doesn't like to be held? accountable or do you think that can change well i I don't know again i i don't know because i don't think he's ever been held accountable yeah so i i think that okay we all saw it we all saw it during that sideline blow up we saw the way kyler just rolled over cliff and cliff had no rebuttal for it and again it's just a moment in time but i think that's the issue here if you go back and you watch that that on the field exchange in the saints game I've never seen that look on Cliff Kingsbury's face before, and I haven't seen it since. No. Yeah. There was a look of, wait, I'm still the head coach here, yeah. aren't yeah. I? And right. that's basically where the whole thing went that's up in right. smoke. With that's their, right. And that was their third win of the year. Yeah. All right, let's get to some of our listener responses. The biggest thing that needs to change about the Cardinals team culture, <laughs> Walter B. Mitchell says, no more pandering to divas. There you go. No more double standards that are enabled by the front office and coaches. If players want out, go ahead and trade them. He's done with the BS, this Walter B. Mitchell. Turd Ferguson says, a better focus on actually doing a good draft so that this team isn't paper thin, question mark? I think you can put an exclamation point there instead. Grumpy Mike says physicality needs to be the biggest change around this Cardinals culture. Uh, a few people threw in practicing harder, practicing tougher, that kind of thing. Can I add one, too? Please. Um, I'd like to see more transparency. Please. We had a lot oh. of oh boy. obscuring, oh my obscuring of information when it came to... 
personnel and yeah. injuries and yeah. just evading questions. And uh, oh, it's so weird. The press conference uh, ended yeah. two minutes and not ago. To put and put a too fine out? of a point on it. Lying. Yes, that's what that? it is. That's it what is. it was. It's yeah. what it was. Yeah. 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 I, I will second that one. Uh, final answer to the first question about the team's culture. Desert Dirtbag says, personally, I think Monty Austin Fort and Monty Williams should cage fight to determine Monty domination. The full Monty, <laughs> the if full you will. Monty. It's too confusing for our sports talking heads and fans. There can only be one Monty. There can be only one. One's got an I, one's got a Y. Yeah, but you can't see that when we say their names. That's true. I, I want to add one more. Daylight Films said yes. uh, the thing that needs to change most. Their uniform. <laughs> Calm down, I'm joking. That was funny. I got I got to chuckle out of that. Are you kidding? <laughs> a lot of people would agree. All right, let's get to the Nobody asked Michael Bidwell about that yesterday. Also, oh, Ma- you're right. Monty Williams' real name is Tavares, so there's that. Are you serious? Is that right? Yeah, Monty Williams' real what? name is Tavares Montgomery Williams. I did not know that. Hmm. Monty, uh, Monty, Monty yeah, I guarantee you Jared didn't know until 15 seconds ago. <laughs> I guarantee I, Yesterday, I looked it up yesterday because I thought how weird it was also to have two Montys. But what I can tell Monty uh, Austin Fort's real name is Monty, M-O-N-T-I. Right. Is Austin Fort his real last name? Yes, and I'm sure Monty's Restaurant, M-O-N-T-I, is no longer uh, with us or else there could have been a huge endorsement opportunity for the new GM. Dang. <laughs> All right, let's get to our next question. Hey, speaking of the Suns and Monty Williams, we are asking, uh, what are your thoughts about the team right now? Brian Windhorst of ESPN was just on our show, I think, two segments ago, and he was talking about the state of the Suns, and he said, I promise Suns fans things are going to get better. Yeah. Jay Crowder is going to get traded. Uh, we've got four options to vote on. Where are you with the Suns? right now. Uh, They're going to be fine when they're finally healthy, whenever that is. They need to make a small or a depth trade. The Suns have to make a big trade or it's too late. This season is over. I give up. No, it's not the latter. In fact, um, Brian Windhorst's appearance and and almost everything he said has me feeling a little better about things. Brian Windhorst made it clear that the sale is going through. It is going through soon. He told you he knows the people Matt Ishbia has hired to help him and is very impressed by it. And the fact that that Brian Windhorst stirred up a lot of this stuff by claiming that, duh, you can tell Robert Sarver's an obstacle here. You can tell the grief he took from that. Um, is yeah. such that the, that 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 some things have lifted, and and for him to declaratively say that Jay Crowder will be traded, it does mean that there's going to be some relenting. I, I think yeah. the idea that, as Vinny pointed out, if you would have had to eat these two expiring contracts, which are assets, then this would have been a bad bad deal for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm somewhere between the first two choices on this poll. I, they'll be fine when they're healthy. We haven't seen them at full health really, but they were 15 and six on top of the Western Conference at one point. But I also do think you need to make a small depth trade, and that's focusing on Jay Crowder. Don't let that asset go away. Get something that can help you, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes a game or a spot start if you need it. Uh, I think there needs to be a new infusion of, of life in that roster and maybe yeah. at, a, at, a, at a deficiency area. But yeah, it's not the season's not over. And, and we've talked about the bunching up in the Western Conference. Denver's starting to separate themselves, mm. and they're really good, and Jokic is playing at a higher level than he's ever played before, which is saying something. Right. But the Suns, when healthy, are right in that mix. 
just got to get healthy, yeah. which is not guaranteed. Yeah, and there's we, we can't predict when or if that happens. Okay, your thoughts on the team right now. 35% say the Suns have to make a big move at the trade deadline to rescue the season. 31% say it doesn't matter. The season's over. 17% are looking for a depth trade. 16% say you don't have to do anything. The Suns will be fine as soon as they are healthy. We have one last question that we don't have time to get to because Mark Schlereth is coming up next here on Bickley and Marauder Mornings. Love that guy. Love that guy. Uh, perhaps we will get to your favorite indulgent guilty pleasure meal later on in the show if we have time. Uh, that's that's just Jared off the top of the <laughs> Jared head right there. Yeah. Related to nothing we talked about today, right? Waffle no, the big, we talked about the Waffle House story for the oh. first uh, five oh. minutes of the show. But I oh. forgot to, and I had to ask him. Don't say that out loud. We didn't talk about the Waffle House story for five minutes, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> it was early. It was got breakfast time. <laughs> it's always breakfast time. Oh, Thank you, Sarah. Bro. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on uh, social studies. Epically underscore Murata on Twitter is where you can get involved. And yeah, Sarah said it. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox, Denver Sports. He joins us next talk NFL straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Yeah, on Wednesdays, we talk NFL with the one and only. We're still recovering from Mark's uh, reappearance from last week. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox. Denver Sports joins us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Mark, good morning to you. How are you, sir? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing well. Uh, your cheek-to-cheek story with Tom Brady went over huge with our audience. Have you recovered yet, man? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I still uh, occasionally wake up with hot sweats going on. So, but... Yeah, I'm 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 doing okay right now. I'm doing okay. Uh, I thought it was. I didn't think it was the greatest wild card weekend on paper. The games were much better than the paper matchups. What was your biggest takeaway from what we saw in, in weekend one of the playoffs, Mark? Well, I, I think uh, if we start with the last game first, hey, the Dallas Cowboys are as talented as just about anybody on the planet uh-huh. when it comes to their entire roster, both offensively and defensively. If Dak Prescott plays with the conviction he played with against Tampa Bay and lets it eat like he did, with that timing and that accuracy and the way he threw the ball, dude, the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas, they could go on the road and beat anybody. Like, that's how good they were uh, on Monday night. I, I thought Jacksonville, to be able to come back after four interceptions for Trevor Lawrence and looking like absolute hot garbage, and to be able to do that, two things. One, an amazing job by Trevor Lawrence to put that stuff behind him and go out there and play. And a colossal collapse by the Chargers and by Staley and that coaching staff. Um, like you, 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 you just can't lose that game. Yeah. So the, those things are just kind of, kind of general takeaways. The Bills continue to turn it over. Um, you know, that, that, that concerns me a bit. The offensive line of Cincinnati concerns me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, San Francisco is, is again, one of the most complete teams in football. And I tell you, I, I love the versatility, the positional versatility. So every tight end on their roster can play the inline kind of Y tight end, the blocking tight end, or the F motion tight end. Their fullback can play fullback. He can play running back. He can play tight end. 
Like, their tight ends could play fullback. Yep. Their running back can play wide receiver, and their wide receiver can play running back. Like, it makes you communicate. It's a really, like, it's a really unique situation. Um, like I said, positional versatility, the way they, the way they operate. So I think they're, I think they're a really tough matchup. And then Brock Purdy has just been, you know, that kid's been remarkable. Yeah. Now, do you, let, let's stay on that for a minute because that obviously has direct implications on the Cardinals and the NFC West. Brock Purdy has been unbelievable. Is he going to be one of these breakout stars? Do you see a legit impact franchise quarterback in that kid? Um, so far, now they're like I said, they're a really good. They're a really good football team, right? They've got a complete football team, which just goes to show you. You know, everybody tries to fix it. Um, by getting a quarterback, right, and overdraft more than anything else, overdrafting quarterbacks. Come on, and let's face it: like most of the quarterbacks who get picked in the first round are second and third round talents from years ago. But because because of the way the NFL has structured its rookie cap, its rookie minimum wage, or its rookie pay scale. They've been allowed, it's given the franchises the opportunity to just roll the dice and try to make somebody a legit NFL quarterback or, or an, drafting them in the first round. Because now all of a sudden you're not committing $78 million to them like you are to Mark Brad, or to uh, what was the guy's Bradford, you know, or, or, uh, like, or, or, or uh, Russell from the Raiders back yeah. in the days. Like now, you now it doesn't cost you. It it doesn't hamstring your your franchise for the next seven years. So, like, there's a lot of these guys that we think are going to be. Look, look at the 2018 draft class. Sam oh, Baker Mayfield is he, is he legit? Is he a franchise quarterback? Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, you guys know about him. Oh yeah, like, like seriously. So it, it just is. It just is given. You know. Ownership and it's given franchises an excuse to overdraft quarterbacks that don't really belong. So, sure, the way he's played so far, he's been he's been great, but he's been playing for a, just a stacked, really good football team. Mark Schlereth, our weekly NFL guest from Fox Denver Sports, he joins us here on Bickley and Murata mornings. Away from the playoffs, onto coaching search, uh, and, and you know you're in Denver, they're looking for a coach. We're in Arizona, the Cardinals looking for a coach. A guy that's on both lists, and a guy from your neck of the woods, Jero Avero, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. Um, and I know he's a candidate for both jobs, but you know he's 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 inexperienced. Just one year as the defensive coordinator, but what do you see from him in terms of being an NFL head coaching candidate at this point, Mark? Yeah, I think that uh, obviously it's always one of those things um, that you're concerned just because of the experience factor. He's a dynamic personality. He's a super smart guy. He's a really good guy. And let's let's face it, that Broncos defense played exceptionally well, and they played well all season long, even though they had almost zero offensive support. So it, it just shows you the kind of coach and the kind of motivator and, and how he gets guys to play for him. But again, you know, the lack of experience and I suppose it just it just is a you know, it's a matter of, of where you sit as a franchise. Are you have you hired a bunch of first time head coaches that, that have, have failed for you like the Broncos have or like Arizona, let's face it. Um, you know, the last couple of head coaches that you've hired, the one that you had success with, um, the one that you had success with was 
you know, Bruce Arians, who'd had success in the league. Now, I don't think he was, was he, no, he had the intern, intern. Yes, yeah, so he was over cool. for Chuck Pagano, yeah. right. Yeah, but I think it was his first time head coach yes. in the NFL, right? And he, won, and he won coach of the year on that stint. Yeah, so anyhow, yeah, it just is, it's just really, like, it's a really interesting dynamic. So I think there are a lot of, but you you look at Sean McVay. I mean, Sean McVay rolled in. The, the Rams hadn't planned on hiring him. He just blew them away. I, I talked to their general manager. He's like, we just wanted the interview because we had heard great things about him. It really, we weren't thinking about going that direction. He came into our building. And, you know, I always say there's two types of people. Um, you know, those who energize the room when they walk into it and those who energize the room when they walk out of it. <laughs> and, and Sean McVay, he walks into a room and he just energizes the room. And he did that with the Rams. And they're like, we can't let him go. We got to make him our head coach. So if Ivero does that for you, then, then then why not? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'm curious. You're dead on on what the Cardinals need in terms of leadership, and and you've you've said it repeatedly on this radio show. Do you know anything about Frank Reich and or Brian Flores as how they might bring that kind of vibe that this team so badly needs? Yeah, I mean Frank Reich is a, Frank Reich is a like he's a great guy, and I think he's a really good football coach. And I think Brian Flores is a really good football coach as well. I would be more concerned probably with Brian Flores because um, just because of the the New England Patriot background, and and this is this is probably unfair, um, but you know those guys. Well, you show me the one assistant that that's gone on and, and had great success that has come out of the Bill Belichick tree. Yeah, like they just they just haven't, and so that would be a big concern for me. Frank is a smart football coach. He's a, he's a he's a great he's a really good man. Um, but again, you know, I don't think he's one of those guys that. He's not going to be a raw, raw, you know, let's go fire everybody up guy either. You know, that's that's not kind of his nature yeah. as well. But like that would be that would if I was, if I had to pick one, I, I'd probably pick Frank. Mark, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the uh, time. We'll talk to you again. Thank next you, week. man. You guys got it. Be See good. You, Thanks, Mark Schlereth, NFL and Fox Denver Sports joins us on Wednesdays here on Bickley and Murata mornings. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Also, uh, want to remind you, you can pick your level of Metallica. Single-day tickets for Metallica's M72 World Tour on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Two nights, two different sets, no repeat weekends. Night one with Pantera on September 1st. Night two with Five Finger Death Punch on September 3rd at State Farm Stadium. Coming up next, it's Wednesday. We normally do it on Tuesdays, but it's time to get hairy. Yeah, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Mustache, not a mustache. Straight ahead. I just do that for you. I love it. Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata mornings. On Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I really have to think about it for a second. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, for our daily poll question. Let's give some grades. Do you give Cardinals owner Michael Bidwill a passing grade for his GM hire of Monty Ossonfort? Three options for you to vote on. Mm-hmm. Yes, Monty is a breath of fresh air. 
No, he is a rookie GM. I'm not sure. I'm waiting for results. Um, you know how I feel about grade poll questions. Professors in college don't give you grades as they hand out the syllabus. <laughs> you got to go through the semester first. True. Do I? Th- am I impressed with the resume? Did I like what I heard yesterday? Yes. So if I got to pick one of the two, I'm picking yes. Breath of fresh air. Yeah, I think it's a definitely a passing grade. I don't think it's a failing grade. I don't necessarily think it's an A plus. I think that there's some things that have to materialize. But for what it is, it's a passing grade. Passable. Yes. All right. Fifty-two percent of our voters say they are not sure. They're waiting to see what actually happens with Monty Austin Ford. Forty percent say yes. Passing grade to Michael Bidwell. This guy is a breath of fresh air. Only 8% say no failing grade. All right. There you go. There's your uh, Sanderson Ford poll question of the day. You can vote on it right now. It's at the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Big mustache. Big mustache. My mustache. Your mustache. Say the word. The word mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache. A mustache. If you only got a mustache. The mustache sensation is taking over much of the country. All right, it is that time of week, a day later. We've been doing it on Wednesdays more than Tuesdays lately, actually. I know, That's just an out-and-out lie. It's not that time of week. I know, i, I got to change my intro. Mid- yeah, I got you. Okay. It's a time of week. It is a time of it week, It is definitely yes. that. And we better get to it because it is America's fastest-growing facial hair, really. The cruise sensation, mustache. A lot of mustache. And uh, I will be playing a clip from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. Bickley and Murata will have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. If they identify the person, they get a bonus point. First one, the 10 wins. And today's topic, because we celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, all stuff about dreams. Dreams and dreaming. All right. Uh, Vince won last week on one of the closest tiebreakers of all time. That was pretty good. They were both within like five. That was the. I, I You're wasting time, Ferret. The best get going. Game ever. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll let Dan go first. Dan? Tom Petty, not a mustache. Tom Pretty. Tom Pretty. Yeah, he's never been called that. No. All right, you got it. Two points for you, Vince. Yeah. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, not a mustache. Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, not a mustache. Two points, you're on the board. Two to two. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. (laughs) I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Martin Luther King, mustache. You are correct. Had to get that one in there in his honor, of course. Vince. Yes. Al Downey's a guy with a dream. His dream is to become governor of this great state of Washington. Hell, every guy's got his dream, am I right? Between you, me, and the wall, I had a doozy myself last night. 
Get this. A corn-fed harvest mouse, a hooker, a nun, a Flemish peasant woman, whips chains, whistles yo-yos, my grandmother riding by on a bicycle, give me the finger, and a duck. <laughs> that is uh, Chris Farley from Black Sheep. Yes. Uh, not a mustache. That is correct. Well done. All right, we are cooking so far. Not a good movie. Uh, it, it's just not as good as Tommy Boy. Stay focused, Ferret. Dan Bickley, a dream-themed mustache, not a mustache. That would be Steven Tyler, who at that point in time did not have a mustache. No, and boy, does he look creepy with a mustache goatee and goatee. Thing, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Not Terrible. 6-4. All right, Vince. Out in front. Yes. I had a dream so big and loud. I jumped so high, I touched the clouds. Whoa, oh, 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 I stretched my hands out to the sky. We danced with monsters through the night. Whoa, that's a hard one. I always get the, this song mixed up with maybe another one. That was a big song. I'm sure we all remember. Is that but the, who sings the best it? day of my life? Is that the song? That is the song. Is that American Authors? Oh, well done. Not really well done. well done. That is correct. Well Absolutely. done. I've heard that song. Uh, I even did a parody to it, and I still didn't know who sang it until I looked it up. <laughs> so very impressive there. Well done, well done. Dan? Yes. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. James Earl Jones, not a mustache. That is correct. I believe his birthday was yesterday. 90-something years old. Wow. Yeah. 92, I think. 92 years old. National treasure. Absolutely. All right, Vinny. 8-6. Pressure's on. Mom? Is that you? Yeah. Horrible nightmare. Jim and I went back in time. It was terrible. Safe and sound now, back in good old 1955. 1955? <laughs> the male uh, voice. Yeah, yeah. Leah Thompson. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Back to the Future, not a mustache. That is correct. That's another guy. Has he ever had a mustache or a beard in any role? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't uh, think he's capable. Uh, uh, in Teen Wolf, he did. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, he had uh, very uh, impressive. Uh, uh, he had forehead, a forehead beard. All right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, this is for the uh, perfect score to put the pressure on Vinny. All right. Ocean mustache. Yes, sir. You're on the board in the clubhouse. In the clubhouse. With a 10. All right, Vinny, for the tie. A horrible song, we could all agree. Oh, it's catchy, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's catchy. It starts off really creepy. Get into my car. Yeah. Get in my car. That part wasn't creepy. Get out of my dreams and get into my well, car. Well, that's also not okay. And the only reason he said that is because van with no windows didn't fit syllabically. <laughs> syllabically. Okay. It's <laughs> kind of a word, I, isn't no, it? No, I think, I think, yeah. Uh, close enough. All right. For the tie, Vinny. 
Should I know this? Oh. I've never heard that. You gave Vinny a, a 98 mile per hour fastball here. I, I thought you would. I thought you'd easily know that. Play one. it again. Yeah. I got no clue. Wow. Kind of musically kind of sounds like Weezer. That's a good guess. That is um, what they sound like. I'm going to go not a mustache at that point. <laughs> this is why he's so tough to beat on this game. He nailed it. That was good Weezer. Job, Vinny. That was Weezer. Like that was from the Blue album. Oh, okay. That was from their first album. It didn't, it, like, the music sounded like Weezer, but that didn't yeah. sound like Rivers. It was one of those ones that they put at the end of the album that's like eight minutes long. Ah. But that was part of their, their big, huge debut album. That is a perfect score. It is 10 to 10, and you know what that means on yeah, Bust That's Not a Mustache. It's only one thing yeah, that, we will go mode. that we will go <laughs> to a tiebreaker. In which Sarah Cazell will present the tiebreaker. Oh, okay, cool. Let's remember that. Nope. <laughs> After this break. <laughs> okay, here mustache. we go. Get a question by yeah, Not a mustache. Speechless. Let the mustache song take us to break. That was a quality pull on your half. That was clutch. Your behalf, not your half. <laughs> which half? Yeah, which half? Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, song of the day. An admittedly terrible song of the day choice. Do you remember this hunko crap, Dan Bickley? Yeah, I do remember this. This is not what I was expecting today. This is by a band called Savage Garden. Truly, madly, deeply. Truly, madly, deeply do. The significance of this song for today? This was the number one song on the Billboard charts in the United States. The day Dan Bickley's first column of the January 25 18th, years ago. 25 years ago. Good Lord, what have I A done different with century. Yeah. Oh. Shut up, Jared. Different millennium. Oh, stop. We stalled enough for the tiebreaker question yet? Oh, we haven't. We're already. <laughs> I pulled it together. Sarah is in charge of tiebreakers. That's because right. Because I always forget to do it. All right. And then she forgot and to do it. And then I forgot to do it. My yeah. apologies for Savage Garden as today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Let's break this tie, shall we? Is Let's it 10-10 in mustache, not a mustache? It is. Dan For Bickley the second straight week. Wow. Just tremendous. Elite mustaching here. Okay, your tiebreaker here. There was a Weezer song at the very end. That's how you uh, tied it up. In clutch time, Vince Morata. Their debut studio album, sometimes called the Blue Album, released in 1994, remains Weezer's best-selling album. In minutes, what is the total duration of the original album? All right. Am I, Not uh, the deluxe edition. Am I sending the answer to you, Sarah? Sure. Send it to me to... over Teams. All right. Here we go. In I'm minutes. Gonna hold, in minutes. I'm going to guess. Hold on. 
the duration of that Weezer album? Yes, please. My answer is in. Okay. All right. Uh, wild guess. 36 minutes and 47 seconds. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 36 minutes and 47 seconds, you guess. Vince Murata guessed 77 minutes. Only because uh, Jared said that last time was like eight minutes. <laughs> it was. All the other ones, there were like two minutes. That's right. Uh... The total duration is 41 minutes and 36 seconds. There you go. Seconds. Within okay. five minutes. All right. Dan Bickley. Dan Bickley right. wins the tiebreaker. It's tie your breaker. big day. I, I, I really think, yeah, it is my big day. No, I, I really think Vinny deserves that trying for that pull on Weezer, though. Oh, so come on. I, I, you I'm, I'm you got Martin Luther King Jr. You <laughs> oh, both yeah, had that was That was so hot. <laughs> I've never heard I mean, that before. I'd never heard that Weezer song, and I knew yeah. in like three seconds it was Weezer. Oh, wow. well, Vinny did a come really, on, I mean, that was, that was Vinny trivia at his best. He yeah. just kind of deconstructed the question, thought, okay, what does this sound like? Yeah. I'm glad I lost today, because today is your day. Yeah. Um, Don't you dare take away. 25 years anniversary of your first column. And we would be remiss at this point of the show if we didn't also credit, because you are not just a writer, you're a radio personality. And that portion of your Arizona career would not be possible without the efforts of one man. <laughs> and that man is star maker John Gambadoro. What? Gamble tweeted out, read the tweet that he Stop. threw out there. I tweeted out a hat tip to Arizona Sports History for alerting us of the silver anniversary of Dan Bickley's first column, blah, blah, blah. Here's to 24 more years of gold. Uh, Gambo's response, I take the credit or the blame, however you want to look at it, for starting his radio career. I don't know what he means by that. Other was, than I think Gambo he takes in, credit for everyone's career. Was Gambo, Who in the F do you think you are? Was Gambo in Chicago when you were doing radio there? No. No. Gambo and Ash gave me, I was there, I, the first radio appearance I ever did in Phoenix was on Gambo and Ash. And it was shortly after that call. So I, I think did that's warn you that I can to. beat you up, right? Got it. Uh, he launched yeah. you here in the Valley. Why didn't he launch me? Thank you, Gambo. <laughs> Thank you, Gambo. Forever indebted, Gambo. Forever. Joe Gambadoro. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Jared. Oh, okay. I pooped my pants. Uh, Brian Windhorst joined funny. us earlier on today's show. Um, <clears throat> said unequivocally. Well, he didn't say because I, I used the word unequivocally, and he kind of challenged that after I used it. He thinks it'll happen, but Jake. Uh, Oh, wait. I still got truly uh, madly deeply. Stand with- <laughs> <laughs> I want to shut that song off. Uh, here's Brian Windhorst earlier. Jay Crowder. Yeah, he's going to be dealt. No, he's going to get traded, guys. He's going to get traded. Um, uh, and, and I think even if Ishbia isn't 100% affirmed and approved. I think the Ishpia transition is already kind of starting happen. Um, it looks like he's going to complete the transaction. And the way that I know this is that Robert Sarver has allowed him to come in and meet with his people. And I think there's more meeting scheduled. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him at a Suns game soon. And that doesn't happen unless they think the transaction is going to close. 
Yeah, so um, wow. that's reassuring. Yeah. Uh, also, Brian Windhorst talked about calmer times coming from the Suns, about getting healthy. And there's two teams that are separating themselves. The Suns just got a, they've had a good look at them, uh, at them both recently, and that's Denver, who's in first place, 31 and 13, Memphis in second place, 30 and 13. And then you got a four and a half game drop to third position. The Suns get healthy, get reacclimated to each other. They can certainly still make some noise. And even if you looked at worst case scenario, Suns get in in a play in and are the eighth seed and are going up against Denver. Look, Denver is a really good team. They got an MVP, a, a, probably a three-time MVP at that point. I don't think that's a mismatch. I think that's a great first-round series, no, I and agree. I know Denver wouldn't want to play Phoenix in the first and, round. And again, I, th- I think what I like about it is Brian Windhorst obviously covered James Jones in Cleveland. I, I think he's got a very good source with the Suns, and I think what this tells me is that the fog is lifting. That if there was any obstacles, I think they've probably been removed now because the sale apparently is going to go through sooner than later, and I think Matt Ishby is saying, hey, come on, we got to tend to our business here. Yeah. So I, I just, I felt remarkably comforted by everything Brian Winters had to say. I did too. Now it's just a matter of getting healthy. I, there yeah. was rumblings at the tail end of the road trip that maybe... Tomorrow, we could see the return of Cam Johnson, who's missed like 36 games with that knee injury. Cameron Payne might not be far off. Landry Shamit is back. Devin Booker might not be far off. We haven't heard really any noise about Chris Paul's injury or condition, though. No. And that's a bit concerning. That is a little bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so listen, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take solace that this is gonna happen. It's gonna happen soon. The fact that he knows Matt Ishby is gonna be at a Suns game in the near future, this is good. This is this is the fog lifting hey, in my opinion. Maybe it's Saturday night. Big night Saturday night at Footprint Center. Thirtieth anniversary. Talking about anniversaries, thirtieth oh, yeah. anniversary of the ninety two ninety three team that night. And most of that team will be in attendance. Outstanding. Uh, It's going to do it for us. Thanks to Brian Windhorst, Mark Schlereth for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. If you have the access, go back and read Bickley's first column from 1998 today. And look at his hair. For all time's sake. We're out of here. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.